Hello, this is Donna Reish with Wondering Wednesday, a podcast dedicated to answering your questions about homeschooling, parenting, marriage, teaching, family organization, language arts, and more. In this case, the more is planning the perfect Walt Disney World vacation. I have with me my son, uh, who is a Disney, I won't say freak, <laughs> what would be a nice term to say, Joshua? Uh, um, a real fan. Yeah, <laughs> a real fan. And um, he planned our last two or three vacations, but especially the last two, so that they were the almost perfect vacations, as perfect as they can get with a ruptured spleen and broken down truck and stomach virus and flu virus all at the same time. But there were 14 of us. So. In spite of all of those setbacks, we had a wonderful trip, and it was in large part due to Joshua's planning. So this is part two of um, minimizing expenses and maximizing fun on a Walt Disney World family vacation, and so Joshua is going to take it away for part two. All right. Well, what I'd like to focus on here today is some little more detail into some of the things that uh, we referenced last week. Last week we talked about or mentioned the free dining um, and the Disney dining plan. I'd like to talk about more about what that is and some of the steps you have to get to get that particular discount. It's one that's, that can be difficult uh, to get. Um, I'd like to talk more about fast passes. We mentioned those last week, how you can avoid waiting in lines by using fast passes, some tricks for getting fast passes, for getting the right fast passes. Um, so we'll just dive right in, first off, with the uh, Disney dining. And to start with, Walt Disney World has a lot of dining options available. Uh, They have a a lot of counter service meals, which are basically a lot like really nice fast food. So not really not your McDonald's fast food, um, but really more of a level. A lot of them a level above things like places like Chipotle, um, kind of the nicer end of that. For example, we've got um, salmon at one of those, uh, ribs at a couple of those. Mm -hmm. In fact, really good ribs at one of the one of them. Alfredo, yeah. I mean, they're definitely not your typical fast food. So, (laughs) so some of those counter meals do have sandwiches, though they're Mm -hmm. really nice sandwiches. But a lot of them have other things as well. Um, but they're counter service meals because you go order like at uh, a fast food restaurant and they give you the food on a tray in most cases and then you go and eat. Um, they also have a lot of snacks that you can buy. And then they have sit down meals, which are like most of those are like nice restaurants. Um, again, nicer than your typical um, Applebee's or Cracker Barrel type of restaurants, really a whole nother level up from those. Um, and a lot of those are unique experiences. So you've got a Japanese steakhouse um, in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot, um, the Garden Grill restaurant in Epcot, um, that are really nice restaurants. Again, a, a whole step above your typical um, chain uh, sit-down restaurant. In addition, they also have what are called signature restaurants, which are really there for our five-star restaurants, um, things like California Grill, um, which has one of the top five sushi sushi chefs in the world. Um, And so you've got a lot of dining options. Now, one of the things that Disney does is that they offer a Disney dining plan that you can buy. And I recommend that you get one of the Disney dining plans um, anyway. Obviously, if you're going to buy it, it costs a little bit more. Uh, But I think it's a pretty good deal, especially when you consider the fact that you're going to be eating at Disney anyway. And again, we've done this many different ways. Uh, We've done the bring in baby food in jars and (laughs) feed it to teenagers, which doesn't work out so well. They were 
applesauce. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> they were not applesauce. <laughs> okay, fruit. <laughs> Still playing fast and loose with the word fruit there, but <laughs> anyway, if you're going to be eating, uh, the counter service or the uh, Disney restaurants offer an opportunity to kind of stay in that Disney feel. Um, for something that you're going to get anyway. Again, it's going to cost a little bit. It's going to cost more, um, but I definitely think it's a good deal. Now, they have various options. First off, the counter service plan um, is when you can buy for a fixed price, $43 for an adult, $17 for kids under 10 years old, though the children have to order off the children's menu, um, where you get two counter service meals per day. And again, some of those can be really nice, ribs, salmon, um, things like that. Um, and then one snack per day. And a snack at Disney is usually 5 to $7, um, at least when you want to use these credits uh, for them. And I recommend you buying this if you have small kids who may not be interested in a 90-minute sit-down experience because most of their sit-down restaurants are more experiences that are going to take about 90 minutes from start to finish. Um, the counter service plan allows you to spend more time do, uh, getting on attractions and things like that while still enjoying some good meals. And you're going to save money if you get the counter service plan um, compared to if you just bought two counter meals a day and one snack per day. Now, a step up from that is the standard Disney dining. And in that, you get one sit-down meal per day at a nice restaurant, one counter meal per day, and one snack. The cost for that is $62 a day for adults and $21 for children um, who are under the age of 10. And by the way, 11 and older are all counted as adults in um, uh, Disney ages. And if you think you're interested in some of these great restaurants, and they are great restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, that is, that's worth it. Um, again, if you've got a lot of little kids who just aren't going to be all that impressed by a Japanese steakhouse um, or some of the other um, restaurants, it may not be worth your time. It may not be worth the money. But we definitely, as we've gotten older, um, have come to the point where that's one of the big things that we love about Disney, um, going to a lot of restaurants that are nicer than you know, pretty much any restaurant that we're going to go to yes. here in the Fort Wayne um, area. Um, and so then, um, so we definitely enjoy it. Now, they give you these, um, when you buy the plan, you get credits. And you can take two sit-down meal credits and combine them and use them to, you go on, to have one of the signature dining experiences um, at a place like California Grill, um, one of the really expensive restaurants um, where the meals start at about, uh, well, 70 to $75. Um, and you can decide whether you want to go to more restaurants or um, go to fewer restaurants and hit on a couple of those really nice, really, really nice restaurants. So again, I think those are a good ideas, uh, good idea anyway. By the way, tips are not included with the Disney dining plan. You have to pay those separate, uh, the gratuity to, to your waiter or waitress. But it becomes an incredible deal if you can get all of that for free. You think? <laughs> uh, so, and that's the free Disney dining. Basically, it's the dining plan that you would normally buy, except it's free. Um, now, to get the Disney dining plan... Um, First off, you have to stay at a Disney uh, Walt Disney World Resort, um, and you have to buy park tickets to go along with that. Um, last year, the plan essentially was that if you stayed at a value resort, again, paid to stay at a Disney value resort and paid for the park tickets, then you got the quick service dining plan for free. That was the two quick service meals and a snack every day of your trip. 
with the option to upgrade to the standard dining plan for an extra $20 a day. If you stayed at a moderate or luxury resort, you got the standard plan, which is what we did. We stayed at Coronado Springs, a moderate resort, a beautiful resort. Our first time at a moderate, yay! (laughs) But because we got the free dining, it actually cost the same as staying at a, um, actually just a little bit more, but about the same as staying at a value resort um, and getting the uh, quick service dining plan for free. So, um, and as a matter of fact, staying at the moderate resort was actually much cheaper than, for example, if we had gone and stayed at a value resort during the peak time. Yes. um, When we didn't have the deals available. So, and in that, because we stayed at a moderate resort, we got the standard Disney dining plan for free. So one free meal per day at a sit-down resort, one free meal per, or sit-down restaurant, one free meal per day at a counter uh, restaurant, and then one uh, snack per day. And... I've got to say, that could be pretty exciting, especially if you go to with some of our restaurants. For example, uh, pretty much all of them were oh, at least $700, uh, would have been $700 for mm-hmm. the 13 of us. And we, we did combine a couple of the um, credits, so we would spend two credits um, for a couple of the restaurants to go to some of the signature restaurants, including California Grill, um, La Cellier, the steak, the Canadian Steakhouse. Um, and some of those, when we looked at, and they did have the bill, what it would have been, um, were almost $1,500 um, that we ended up getting essentially for free. In total, it saved our family well over $7,000 um, getting the free uh, Disney dining plan. So if you're interested in the free Disney dining plan, here are some of the things you need to know. First off, there are some limitations. It can't be packaged with other deals. So if you're getting the 25% off resorts or one of the other um, deals that Disney offers, you can't combine that with the dining plan or with the free dining. You can still buy the dining plan and get those deals. Um, But if you're getting free dining, that's the only deal that you're going to get. Though you'll still only, if you go in an off time, you'll be paying the normal rate for that time of year. Um, So it'll still be lower than going, um, that normal rate will still be a lower price than going during the peak times. The second thing you need to know is that it's only available for certain weeks. Recently, it's only been in the fall, September, October, November, and December, or early December, and not on the holidays, not Halloween, not Thanksgiving, not Labor Day, and there are even a few other weeks that are kind of blacked out. So if you're going during those weeks, you aren't um, eligible to get the free dining plan. Um, and when they announce, they'll announce not only that they're doing, that they're doing the free dining plan, and uh, they'll also announce which weeks the deal is for. And you have, the rule is that you have to start your trip um, during one of those weeks. So you can go into a period that's not the, uh, eligible for the free dining, but you have to start your trip during one of the weeks that are eligible for the free dining um, now, there's no guarantee they're going to offer the free dining again. It's not something they've done it for the last, they have done it for the last five years, but it's not something that um, they guarantee will be coming up in the next several years. Basically, they look at how their booking is going, and during the periods that are a little bit slow, they'll offer the special deal to try to drum up uh, business during that time period. So it's only available for certain weeks, and it's only available for certain resorts, really only the ones that they need to fill during those particular weeks, though it is for most resorts um, when it's there. Um, but there are sections of some resorts, and even in some cases whole resorts, that aren't eligible for the Disney, uh, the free Disney dining. 
And then the final thing you need to know is that it's actually very limited. Um, and it's getting more and more limited all the time. So there are only a certain number of slots available, reservations with the free dining. And once they're gone, um, that's pretty much it. There are You do have one option we'll talk about at the end. Uh, so you're talking about when you make your reservation to the resort, if you want to cash in on the free Disney dining plan, they have a certain number of, of slots in their hotel that are linked to the free dining plan. And once those slots are gone in their resort... The free dining plan is gone for those that resort. Right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so it's not like if you're going in October, everybody who goes in October is going to get the free dining. Okay. Um, in fact, a lot of people who go even during the weeks that they have the free dining aren't going to get it. Um, so what do you do if you want to get it, knowing those things? First off, plan on going during the fall and not during the holiday. Again, they've never offered it during a holiday um, or... Uh, during a period that's not one of the peak times or that's not one of the off times. The second thing you need to do, and we talked about this last time, uh, is that you want to not just pick one week that will be available, but about 9 to 12 months before your planned trip, pick at least two or three weeks that will work for everyone who you're traveling with. So if you're planning on going, say, in November, by the first week of March, you need to know which week is your ideal week, but also have two or three backup weeks in case they, Disney isn't offering the free dining during the week that you're planning um, to go. Um, this is what happened to us. We planned on going the first week of November. Assuming that the free dining would be during that time period, Disney came out, announced their free dining, and announced that the first week of November wasn't eligible. The <laughs> second week was. So we just changed our trip to the second week of November rather than the first week so that we could be eligible to get that deal. The second thing you want to do is, again, about 9 to 12 months in advance of your trip, pick at least three hotels that you want to stay in. First choice, second choice, third choice. Um, our first choice was the Art of Animation, but a lot of the rooms there were not eligible for the free dining, especially for those couples who wanted their own room. Um, the, only the um, suites were available for free dining in, those, in that resort. So we went to one of our other choices, which is Coronado Springs, and I have to say I'm glad that we did because mm. we love that resort so much. First time at a moderate. <laughs> and you won't know which, res which resorts are going to be eligible for the deals. So, again, pick two or three weeks since you don't know which weeks for sure until they announce. So pick two or three weeks ahead of time that will work and pick two or three um, or maybe a few more resorts that you are interested in ahead of time. And, again, you want to know that ahead of time. Because at that point, you want to start in March. Even though they've never announced it in March, it's always April or May. And a few times they've um, had an additional set of rooms available in August. Um, but usually it's April um, and May. The last several years, that's what it's been. Disney doesn't tell you when it's go they're going to announce. Um, basically, they just announce all at once. Um, so you'll want to check literally every day, starting in March and definitely through the months of April and May, um, you can just type in Free Disney Dining 2016. If they've announced, it'll be all over the place. It'll be the first 10 things that come up. But you can also go to the Walt, uh, WaltDisneyWorld.com and see if it's, uh, that deal is there. Um, it's called, I believe it was called um, One Sweet Deal uh, for the free <laughs> food. Um, it doesn't really take that long to check. You just need to make sure that you check often. Literally 30 seconds a day, um, especially since I had um, went to WaltDisneyWorld.com and I went to another blog um, Disney Dining, the Disney Dining blog, 
um, and I had those just bookmarked, so I would just click on it. Um, and I did it a couple times a day. Again, I knew this was going to be worth about $7,000 for our family. So it was worth a couple of times a day, taking that 30 seconds to check and see when they've announced. When they do announce, things are going to move very quickly. Um, because uh, the moment you see it, call Disney, and you can also do it online, um, and book your trip. If you call, by the way, it'll be an hour or two wait to get to uh, a representative. I mean, there are a lot of people waiting for this deal. Um, so that's why you have to know your possible dates and know your possible resorts ahead of time. Because if you find out that the week you are planning on going isn't a, a week that the free dining is, uh, is available for, and you call everybody in your party and try to pick a new week and maybe wait till your spouse gets home and have a discussion, it literally might be gone within 12 hours mm-hmm. by the time you do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had family planning meetings with PowerPoint. Yes, <laughs> I had 80-slide PowerPoint presentations. 80 slides. But that was just for fun. Yeah, it was fun, too. <laughs> but again, if you want the free dining, it's going to move very quickly. Um, you pretty much have a window of less than 24 hours um, to be uh, to have it be probable that you'll get it. Um, so uh, that said, if you do call within the first 12 hours that they announce, and if you're checking once a day, then you shouldn't have any problem with that, um, then you're likely to get it. Uh, you may have to pick your second best or second choice as far as a resort, um, and you may not be able to go in your first choice as far as a specific week, but you should be able to get it. If you miss it, and for me, we actually, this is one of the big mistakes that I made, um, I was so confident that they would offer the free dining for that first week of November um, that we just assumed that we would do it then. They had offered it that week the other years. Um, and so when they announced that it wouldn't be offered for the first week of November, but for the second week, I did have to call around and make sure that everybody was 14 of 13 of us, not counting the baby. <laughs> yes. Um, and so by the time I ended up having it be okay and was able to get the um, – reservations, I wasn't able to get all, I think it was six rooms that we had um, for all of mm-hmm. us. Um, I was only to, able to get four of them the first time around. So what I did is I booked a, two rooms at the normal price, even without the free dining, so that we, all, we had all of the rooms that we, need, uh, we needed. And then I kept calling and kept calling and kept checking online because sometimes, remember, everybody's booking pretty much all at the same time. Sometimes they um, cancel trips. Uh, sometimes people uh, book two uh, vacations and then ask the family members which ones they want. So books or so rooms might come open, and that's what happened for us. In the next couple of days, I was able to get the last rooms that we needed so that everybody got the free dining um, in our party. So even if you miss out, especially if you have a smaller party and you're only doing one or two rooms, there's still a chance you can get the free dining, but it's going to take a lot of checking and a lot of calling. You'll want to check many times a day um, because um, if you miss out on that initial window. So Joshua, just to wrap up the Disney dining plan a little bit, um, the the getting booking the resort and then trying to get it on the week and everything, that is so that you can get the free dining plan, which as you mentioned, saved our family $7,000. Um, for 13 of us over a nine-day vacation over buying our meals our meals there. Um, the other thing that you talked about was just the Disney dining plan and buying it, those, whether it's the quick service or the quick service plus the sit-down, and that is available all the time. Yes. As long as you stay on Disney? Yep, as long as you stay on Disney. And that saves about 20% on food, so it's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And 
thing about that one is you can combine that with, say, your 25% off the hotel reservations, and that, that's available much more often than the free dining and to a lot more rooms, and it's available with some of the other special deals that they have. The free dining is, I mean, every single place I've read has always said it's, it's the best value as far as saving the most money mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to save the average family well over $500 per person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other deals, if you don't get the free dining, um, the other deals are great too. And especially if you're just not that interested in the food, if you're not going to do a lot of sit-down meals, the mm-hmm. counter meals um, aren't all that expensive. And if you get the counter service plan um, and say the 25% off of hotels, that could be a pretty good deal too. Right. Obviously, most people listening to this probably want to get the best deal um, possible. Mm-hmm. That's why we went into so much detail exactly. about what you need to do with that because very few people know enough to get the free dining. Some people might luck into it, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're not if you're not planning on it ahead of time, it's very difficult to to luck into it and actually be calling Disney on the right day exactly. at random. Okay, and then um, just as an aside, if you have the dining plan, whether it's the Disney dining plan that you've purchased or the free Disney dining plan, um, one of the things that we just kind of like to do, and this is just because we like to get the most bang for our buck, is, you know, we make a joke when we get into a sit-down restaurant, what's the most expensive thing on here? Because it's free. So let's not get the, you know, $24 chicken breast dinner. Let's get the $34. Six dollar filet mignon, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, that's just an aside that you know, if it is free, you might. It, it's a good opportunity to try things you don't normally get, or a good opportunity to get, you know, one of the more expensive meals, maybe that you wouldn't get otherwise. And then the same thing is true with the snacks. You know, we tried to tell our our younger kids before when they were little kids, you know, don't go up to the snack thing and buy a Reese cup with that point. You know, you do not use a stack, snack point to buy a Reese cup at the hotel you use your snack point to buy a seven dollar caramel apple in germantown <laughs> yes. you know? so um not germantown but germany Germ- the germany, germany pavilion, and yes. yeah the germany pavilion or you use it for you know a um um, I can't even think of the, the big funnel cake with ice cream and syrup and everything on it. You know, you don't use it for a dollar, uh, well, nothing's a dollar fifty, excuse me. You don't use mm-hmm. it for a $3 water bottle. So, um, you know, they, they are points, so you can use them and you just simply get anything you want, basically. So um, mm-hmm. it's just fantastic. It's a really good way not to have to carry cash, not to have to worry about how much your meal costs. And it's all, the other thing is that it's very nice to go on a vacation and have it all paid ahead of time, with, which with the room, the ticket, and the Disney dining plan, you're not even taking your food money. I mean, it's literally all paid ahead of time. Makes right. vacation very nice. Yeah, and you get a couple of extra things at the meal plan. You get a um, free mug that you, it's a refillable mug in your resort. So mm-hmm. um, we Don't forget the desserts. Yes. Dessert with every meal. That's true. Every that meal was unbelievable. is a drink, entree, and dessert. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can substitute the dessert for some of the appetizers if you wanted to. So Yeah, have we I mentioned how much we like this? <laughs> yeah, it's, again, it's a great thing. Even if you're not getting it for free, um, it, can be, it can add a lot to, your, to the experience to be uh, getting the dining plan. Now, we're going to move on to some more details with Fast Passes. We talked about those. These are going to be the things that allow you to basically skip at least three lines a day. Um, and again, a lot of people just simply miss out on fast passes. I remember the last trip that our family took a while ago now, we were going through the fast pass line, which is right beside the other line. So uh, we were zipping right through because there's nobody in the fast pass line. And we overheard a little kid ask the, their parents, mom, why is, why are they going ahead of us? And the mom <laughs> said, oh, well, they paid extra to do that. 
And we stopped and, and, and kind of shocked because we didn't pay extra to do that. that. That family was eligible to do the same thing. They just didn't know it because a lot of the other theme parks do, the non-Disney theme parks do make you pay extra to skip some of the lines. Uh-huh. And so we explained to them how they could do that too and how they didn't have to be waiting in that two-hour line um, they, as long as they knew what to do with, with Fast Passes. So the, the new Fast Pass Plus system, um, you actually can get your Fast Passes well in advance of your trip. In fact, you're eligible to book your Fast Passes 60 days in advance, and I definitely recommend that you do that. Now, the Fast Pass system, um, again, starting 60 days before the first day of your trip, you can go online at um, WaltDisneyWorld.com. And uh, it has a section for your uh, reservations, and uh, under that it has the uh, Fast Pass. And you can basically go through and pick which uh, rides, which attractions you want to Fast Pass and which times you would like to Fast Pass them. So you're booking both which attraction you're going to go on and the hour in the day that you're going to go on that attraction at the same time. So, for example, um, and you can only book one at a time, um, you can do a total of three through the day. So, for example, um, we, one of the things that we did, we did a lot of the big attractions, a lot of the ones with big lines for the fast passes. So we did Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It usually has a 90-minute to two-hour wait. It's probably the most popular attraction there right now, along with Midway Mania. And Meeting Elsa. Or and Meeting Elsa. <laughs> yeah, definitely fast pass if you want to meet Anna and Elsa. Um, <coughs> But we were able to um, fast pass that and um, you know, wait about 10 minutes instead of the two-hour line that it, um, that it had. But the idea is you go online 60 days in advance. And if it's, your trip is closer than 60 days, you can do it 30 days in advance. You can do it 20 days in advance or even that day. Uh, but there are only a limited number of fast passes available for each hour for each attraction. So, for example, we had our Fast Pass from 1 to 2 for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and there were a limited number of Fast Passes available from 1 to 2 for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That's how they keep that line so short, is that only a few people have that particular hour for that particular attraction. And uh, so, But we had that booked, and they will also give you a magic band when you get there. Whether you're, going, whether you're staying on Disney or staying off of Disney, you get the magic band and so what you're able to do is, because you hooked it up electronically, if you have the Fast Pass, when you get to the line, you go in the Fast Pass line, and you'll hold your magic band, it's basically like a wristwatch, um, up to the sensor. And if you have the Fast Pass scheduled for that time, it'll blink green, the Mickey Mouse head sensor will blink green, and you'll be able to go on um, without waiting in the line. Now... A couple. Oh, Joshua, on oh, the fast passes, sorry. Yes. On the fast passes, we talked about how the Disney dining plan, you know, you have to have a resort, you have to be staying in the resort, and you have to have your, your pass, your uh, park tickets. What do you have to have to get a fast pass? Actually, just a park ticket. You don't even just have to stay ticket. on the resort. There is a benefit to those who are staying on the resort, though. They get to uh, book their fast passes 60 days before their trip. People who aren't staying on the resort only get to book their fast passes 30 days in advance. And some of the best attractions will be out of fast passes Mm -hmm. by the time that 30-day mark hits. Though even if you're booking them the day before, you should be able to get two fairly or three fairly large attractions. Um, 
for maybe your not the times classes. you wanted, or right. maybe not the exact one. Maybe another day you would get that. But right. Okay. But there are some different strategies for how best to use fast passes. In general, though, I suggest using them through the afternoon because this is the time period when you can mix. Uh, when you're probably not going to be walking onto any big attractions, the lines mm-hmm. are going to be at their longest. So it's really the best opportunity as opposed to doing them in the morning or late in the evening when your lines aren't going to be that long anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you book those through the afternoon, um, you'll really minimize the amount of time that you wait in line. It also helps to mix it up because if you spend your time from, say, 12 to 6 o'clock watching a parade, hitting a number of the shows and the smaller attractions, and then um, every hour or two hours you're going on at one of the big mega attractions, it doesn't feel like that is a kind of a lull in your day. It mm-hmm. feels like you're still doing a lot of big attractions during that period, um, even during the, the biggest lines. And the fast passes are only available for the popular attractions anyway. Um, they're true? opening it up to more and more. It's Some of them don't have fast passes, but more and more now just about any of them do. And oh. eventually they're going to have it be a situation where you can pretty much fast pass anything. Oh, okay. So, but the but there's a list of the ones that are the most right. You definitely popular. want to use. Of course, use, we have it in the last week's handout too. But. Yes, you definitely want to use the fast passes <clears throat> on the attractions that are going to have the longest lines. Mm-hmm. Um, now, two of the parks have a rule. They basically tier their fast passes, so they have level A and level B, and you can only fast pass one level A attraction mm-hmm. and two level B attractions to kind of try to mix uh, mix those up a little bit so that pe- not everyone is fast passing the same things. Mm-hmm. That said, if you plan on, say, you're getting there when the park opens, you can go on one of the big attractions when the park opens, mm-hmm. say, at Epcot. You can go on Test Track when the park opens without waiting in line, and then have a fast pass for Soar and the other big attraction at uh, Epcot in the afternoon, and so you still won't be waiting um, in line. Okay. The other option for fast passes, in addition to not waiting in lines for the attractions, is that you can use them for shows. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky because some of the shows allow you to have priority seating. So basically you get to sit up front or have the whatever the best seat is for that particular show if you have a fast pass. Okay. Unfortunately, they don't advertise which fast passes give you pr- the best seating and which fast passes just guarantee that you'll get a seat but don't oh. guarantee which ones are the good ones. Um, but um, you can find out which ones are the good ones. I can um, also rattle off some of the, uh, the good ones. Indiana Jones, you get front row seating or the front section um, if you have a fast pass. Um, whereas uh, the Cars show, Lights, Motors, Action, uh, you don't get uh, priority seating if okay. you have a fast pass. Uh, the parades, you get great seating. We did oh, that for one of the so parades. Those are my most enjoyed parades this year, this year than we ever have because of the fast passes and getting to sit down right there, getting our snacks, just enjoying, you know, and then just seeing everything right up close. That was just the best time for parades for me mm-hmm. was this time. Um, you can, uh, when you fast pass the night shows, you get priority seating. So Epcot, uh, the illuminations, you'll get front and center if you fast pass that. Um, Fantasmic, you'll get front and center if you fast pass that um, at Hollywood Studios. Um, and then going, uh, some of the other shows that you get um, priority seating on, um, Finding Nemo at Animal Kingdom, you'll get priority seating if you uh, fast pass it. Though you won't get priority seating for Lion King if you fast pass it. It's just guaranteeing you a seat. Um, so if you get the ones that give you priority seating, again, Indiana Jones at Hollywood Studios, uh, Finding Nemo at Animal Kingdom, all of the parades and all of the night shows, uh, it can really make that uh, an even cooler experience. Than but you're if, using one of your three. Right, you're using okay. one of your three. And in both 
Um, like, for example, in Epcot, the Illuminations Fast Pass is a Tier 1 um, Fast Pass. So you're using what you could have gone on space, not space right. mining, but... Um, Soarin or Test yeah. Track. Yeah. And so just think about what is a priority to you. Um, mm-hmm. Some of those, the, the seats really are better, especially mm-hmm. for Epcot, um, where it's a, I love the Illumination show, and front and center is a great place to watch um, some of the parades. If you don't really care where you sit, you'll still be able to watch Illuminations or any of the shows. You right. can get in without waiting. Um, as long as you arrive you know, 15 minutes early, you shouldn't have any trouble getting into pretty much any of the shows. Mm-hmm. You just will be sitting a little bit farther back. Um, but then you could use your Fast Passes just to minimize your time in line. Okay. Oh, just love those Fast Passes. <laughs> so definitely use the Fast Passes and then also, again, schedule them 60 days in advance if you can. You want to be right on top of it. Some of them, like Anna and Elsa, if you try 59 days, you won't get a Fast Pass for Anna and Elsa. Unbelievable. Meeting Anna and Elsa. <laughs> um, it's one of those big things. But we did wait almost two hours for my 22-month-old grandson to see Winnie the Pooh. So, you know, we all do have our priorities. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and also, but also, we fast passed some of the uh, other uh, meet and greets as well, and had one at the, the character meals where you could yes. do that as um, also. Yes, and well, we didn't mention that really in the dining plan, but the another benefit of getting the dining plan is getting those reservations to those um, restaurants that have characters. The we just ate at the best meet and greet I've ever. I don't know. Maybe there. I'm yeah. sure there. Chef Mickey's at Contemporary Resort. Oh, it was just fantastic. Just great. We each character of the Fabulous Five came around to our table twice. Didn't just walk by. Stopped. Took pictures with everybody at the table. If that's what we wanted, it was just fantastic. So those dining plans really, really are good for meeting characters um, while you're eating, as opposed to maybe some of the other lines. Um, you know, if you have mm-hmm. small children who want to meet characters, so. And also um, on the uh, for the characters, and it goes into what the, the details that Disney is so good at, um, the fact that Jason wasn't particularly, he's a little bit scared of some of the characters mm-hmm. at first, and it's amazing how good the people in the character, in the costumes, and I know they're not supposed to, we're not supposed to say that, Disney <laughs> maintains that they're not people in costumes, that they're the real characters. It's but, amazing how good Goofy is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, for example, um, the waitress, uh, the, or actually it wasn't the waitress, it was the person who goes around with Goofy, since the mm-hmm. characters can't see very well through the <laughs> costumes. Um, yeah, I can't, can't say that. So costumes again, okay. Anyway, the, uh, the person who was going around with Goofy, uh, when, as Goofy was coming up to Jason, um, shook her hands, almost like a jazz hands kind of motion to Goofy. Um, and what Goofy did, instead of rushing over to Jason for a big hug, he stopped a fair a ways away and just put his hand out. And just let Jason touch him um, because, again, it was, that was their little signal that this is a child who's probably going to be a little bit scared of the characters. Mm-hmm. And so the Goofy took it, took it easy, and mm-hmm. Jason enjoyed it a lot more than if Goofy had rushed over. Exactly. Um, whereas other kids, that is exactly what they would want the characters right, to do. Right, Oh, Disney's so amazing. Oh. Well, I want to move on to scheduling the most out of your days. Especially, this is especially true if you have a longer trip. One thing that a lot of people underestimate about Disney is just how tiring it can be. This is the nickname, the Disney Death March, for a reason. It can be that. <laughs> um, pretty much at minimum, if you're going to be in a park for the, the day, you're going to be walking a minimum of seven miles. Yes. And it can go up, depending on how much walking you do, it can be a lot more than that. And even by the first day, but especially by the second or third day, it can hit people, people like a load of bricks that they've just been walking a lot more than they're used to. 
So if you're only going for three or four days, you can probably do the whole get up early for those golden times in the morning and those morning magic hours, stay in the park all day, um, and just experience, experience, experience. But if your family's getting a little bit older, or if your family's a little bit younger, um, either <laughs> one, in our case it was both, Yeah. Um, at the same time. Hey, I had more energy than the kids. Oh, I was, I'm, I'm talking about me for the older. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, I take Plexus. <laughs> Brand placing here. <laughs> I heard that. I did have a lot of energy at that trip, though. <laughs> it was great. Well, one of the things that we did, and then one of the things I suggest if you're taking a longer trip, longer than four days, is don't try to go from the moment it opens to the moment it closes every day. Pretty much every day in our trip, we either slept in and went to the park around noon, mm-hmm. or we went back early a couple of days mm-hmm. and um, went to bed early. Um, and what we did a lot was go back to the hotel in the afternoon. Yes. And this, this can be nice because the busiest time is in the afternoons. The warmest time of the day is in the afternoons. So it's nice to go back to the hotel, swim, take a nap, and mm-hmm. be ready to go back in um, for more Disney and especially the magic evening magic hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so All we, that one night we were riding... Uh, Mine train at one in the morning. (laughs) That was great. I took a picture of, what, three, four sons and two sons-in-law. Well, no, one had a ruptured spleen. So four sons and one son-in-law and myself, we took a selfie, you know, me and my guys going on roller coasters at midnight. And um, you can't beat those family memories. (laughs) That was the day we were trying to do four roller coasters in an hour um, during magic (laughs) hours. We got to three of them. Um, Not quite four, but... You can get a lot during, <coughs> done during the magic hours. Um, and so going back in the afternoon for a nap or just planning that might help. But you also might know your family and might know that your family may not enjoy getting up early uh, to go to, even to go to, to Disney World. They may really prefer to sleep <coughs> in. The one thing about getting there during those golden times is that first hour is golden, especially for magic hours. And so if you're planning on getting there at 9 o'clock and you get there at 930, kind of lost half of that mm-hmm. that golden time yeah um and so you may as well maybe, just maybe two in. maybe two long line resorts right i mean you could have missed long line attractions yeah, yeah. I mean, two you or three in that something that might take three hours in the afternoon you just missed in 30 minutes so so um and it really didn't help you um any more than if you had gotten there at noon yeah so yeah um what you want to think about is really think ahead of time what your family really wants out of the trip. Do you want more rest time? Do you not want to get up early? And Disney's done a great job, especially with the new Fast Pass Plus, of still allowing you to not have to wait in long lines, even if you do roll into the parks at noon every day. Um, even if you miss that golden times for magic hours or for the first hour of the day, you just have to know that ahead of time because you'll want to plan on that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're planning on arriving at the park at noon, um, what you'll want to do is probably eat lunch fairly soon, maybe at a um, uh, counter meal. Um, and even though it doesn't save quite as much money to use your dining plan for lunch, you save more money at dinner because it's one credit either way. Um, If you eat your lunch at a sit-down restaurant at 1 o'clock, that is time that is not as valuable in the parks. But even then, if you think you're getting there at noon, you eat lunch at noon and have your first Fast Pass at 1, your second Fast Pass at 2, your third Fast Pass at 3, you're doing some big attractions through the afternoon, filling in with shows and attractions that don't have very long lines. And then the nice thing about the Fast Pass system is once you've used all three of your Fast Passes, you're actually eligible for more fast passes. You can go to one of the kiosks and you can 
book another fast pass for yet another attraction. Probably not one of the super headliner attractions at that point, but still one of the other attractions. And then once you use that, you can use another attraction. So if you plan on doing that, you can still sleep in and not have the long lines. Just know that when you first get to the park, you should be doing either shows, smaller attractions, or using fast passes. Mm-hmm. And then making sure that if you know you're going to be sleeping in that day, have book, make sure your fast passes are booked, all booked, for the early afternoon. Because you have to use all three. So if you have a fast pass at 1 and then a fast pass at 2 and then your last fast pass is until 9 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. you're not eligible for any additional fast passes during the afternoon. You have to wait till that last one at 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. That's why knowing what you I want ahead of time. <laughs> well, Jonathan Joshua and, and Jonathan took that. care of that for us. So. <laughs> and Kara and Will had that down. Everybody who had been there um, with we, the fast we have, passes We that. have um, four married couples in our family and the three who took honeymoons – all went to Disney, and the one who didn't take a honeymoon just didn't take a honeymoon because we were going to Disney all together as a family a few months after they got married. So essentially, all four of our married couples took Disney honeymoons. <laughs> yep, and it was so. Uh, the idea here again is you want to make sure that you're planning plenty of rest. Um, it's kind of a terrible thing to go on this wonderful vacation and be so exhausted and grumpy mm-hmm. with everybody that it doesn't really. It just isn't a great experience. You're going to have plenty of time, even if it's just a four- or five-day vacation. There's a lot to do, um, and so you don't have to really put a lot of pressure on yourself to do everything. Make sure you've scheduled plenty of rest time for your family. And also, even if you have Fast Passes scheduled for the afternoon, I mean, when we did Hollywood Studios, people were getting tired at about 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we had a great Fast Pass scheduled for the afternoon for one of the biggest attractions, Midway Mania, um, it was we actually had two fast passes for that particular attraction, one later on in the trip. And we just decided, you know what, we'll just do that attraction once and we'll all go back in the afternoon today, even though that wasn't part of the original plan, because everybody's tired and we'll really enjoy the trip more mm-hmm. um, if we do that. But again, if you can know that in advance, if you know you're going to be back in the afternoon, don't schedule fast passes for that afternoon. Schedule them for the evening um, or even late morning. Um, if you know that you're going to be rolling in about noon, make sure you have your fast passes scheduled for early afternoon so you can get more fast passes later in the day. So kind of have, try to have an idea of what you, um, how much rest you want and what kinds of days you want to have at Disney. You don't have to schedule every single attraction, um, but you need, should have a good idea and it will help you maximize your trip. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in between there, if you have the Disney dining plan, you can schedule your meals exactly. for whatever park you're going to be at if you're going to eat in a park. Or at a resort if you're going to leave to go to a right. resort. And that's another thing that we didn't mention. It, you do want to, um, if possible, have your dining in the park that you're going to be at or yes. at a nearby resort. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go from one park to another park to eat and then back to the first park. Um, even though Disney has a, an advanced uh, transportation system, they've got buses, they've got monorails, it's still going to take you from the moment you decide to leave a park um, till till you get till you get to your destination takes at least thirty to forty five minutes right. and sometimes as long as an hour uh, because you've got to walk you know from the park to the park entrance then from the park entrance to the bus stop wait for the bus get on the bus exactly. go to the new uh, wherever your destination is mm-hmm. so you want to minimize those travel times and that's kind of a downside of going back in the afternoon to your resort is that mm-hmm. you do have more travel time kind of um, mm-hmm. plugged in but there. if you are staying in a resort. 
um, and you are going back in the afternoon, you know, and you get a seat on the bus and everything, you do have a little bit of downtime, just even even riding the buses is a yes. little bit of a downtime, too, for resting and stuff. But, but you know, you get to see how all of this, you know, works together, and it's just, you know, it all comes together to make the perfect trip. It does take advanced planning, and, you know, I'm sorry not everybody has a Joshua, but, you know, <laughs> it did make it absolutely wonderful, so... And we are ready on time, so I'll do the last two things very quickly. First off, um, extras. Um, I count extras as anything that is more than staying in a value resort, buying tickets for each day that you're there, and buying at least the counter meal plan. Mm-hmm. That I mean, obviously some people count that as an extra, but I, I count that as kind of a basic thing. Then you have lots of extras. You can upgrade to a moderate resort. You can upgrade to the sit-down dining plan. You can buy the Mickey's... Christmas show or the Christmas um, party or the Halloween party or you can do the food festival at Epcot if you're going in the fall uh, when they have those times, when they have those things. Um, you can get water park tickets. Um, there are so many Cirque extras Soleil, available. Spa Day. Yes. Bibbidi Bobbidi Salon. <laughs> And <laughs> those little girls getting their hairs done at those bibbidi Oh, yeah, salons. the Pirate League where you can yeah, go, kids can dress up your, like a pirate, yeah. or adults for that matter. But <laughs> Now, um, the one thing I want to say, though, about the extras is if it's your first time at Disney, I suggest you do very few extras, and, it, and possibly none. Uh, basically, make sure that it's definitely worth it for your family. So don't do the water parks unless you, if it's your first trip, unless you just know you love water parks and your family wouldn't have a complete vacation hot. without them. Um, because each of those things do cost a little bit extra, mm-hmm. and they do add on to the total cost. And with a Disney vacation, unless you're there for nine or ten days, you're not going to have enough time to do everything, especially the way that you really should do Disney, which is <laughs> slow, taking your time, really experiencing all of the little At details. At least two days per park, right? Oh, yes. I mean, you wanna, <laughs> even though you can get to, if you follow a lot of these tips, you can get to every attraction mm-hmm. in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to want to come back and do some of the highlights a second time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, just take the time to, to see what's in the amazing theming and some of the amazing things in these parks. So any extra that you do is going to take time out of those parks. Right. Um, when uh, Now, if you, it's your third trip, your fourth trip, your fifth trip, you probably want to add something that's going to make the trip special for mm-hmm. that time. For example, my wife and I did the Christmas party, um, and it was amazing. In fact, all of the extras that we've ever bought have always been amazing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we did the Christmas party at night. It was great, all kinds of great shows, a cool new parade, short lines and all of that stuff. But then the next morning we slept in mm-hmm. <laughs> because we weren't getting up early in the morning after just being in the park until midnight for the Christmas party. So our time in the parks really didn't increase Uh, We just got to do something a little bit special. And a lot of times it's easy to add up on the extras almost in a, oh, that'd be cool, that'd be cool, that'd be cool kind of way. When, yes, it's all cool, but if it's your first time or even your second time, um, remember that any extra you do is probably going to take away time that you are going to be spending in the parks mm-hmm. um, experiencing Disney. And some of those things really add up fast. Yes. You know, like I think Cirque du Soleil might be like $90 or something. You know, I know. Um, right. I think it's about you know, $50 a person. So Yeah. Okay. So 100 for a couple. The spa mm-hmm. day, you know, is they, they do really add up. I mean, yes. I personally don't even like to go, necessarily take a morning. And I know this is just me, but I don't even like to take an afternoon to go down to downtown Disney because if I want to be, I want to be resting up for the parks because there's so much to do in the parks. So, I mean, each person is different, but there is a lot to experience in the parks without doing a lot of extras. So, yep. And so all of that is. 
Um, all of it's cool thing. All of those are cool things, but you definitely think long and hard about spending any extra money. Make sure it's something your family is really going to like. If your family loves ho- uh, loves great food, then you probably do want to upgrade to the um, mm-hmm. meal plan, especially if you can get it for free. Especially if you have older kids. One of the things for us with you know seventeen to thirty three year old, four, you know thirteen, twelve of them, is that they we all just really really enjoyed the nice sit down dinners it was a highlight of each day was where we were going to go that night what what kind of food we were going to experience sitting down together as a family it was just a a great highlight for us yeah but again with the extras um when in doubt say no to the extras mm-hmm. um as opposed to saying yes and makes unless it's again unless you've been there for um for several times all right. Thank you so much. I hope that you uh, enjoyed this as much as we did. Uh, we just love to talk about Disney at our house. So um, if you didn't catch the first episode last week on Wondering Wednesday, and we're talking about January 2016 here is, is the uh, month and year that we are in here. And so hopefully you can go back and catch that. Both of the handouts will have um, some of the details for you uh, that will help you um, you know, with the timetables of when to book things, you know, as well as the the golden hour, the silver hour, and all of that, that's all listed in the handouts for both weeks. So um, you can print those off and have those to help you plan. And um, just uh, love to hear from you if you enjoyed this or if you have questions. We could do a follow-up sometime maybe. Again, if you have any questions for Character Inc. Press or Raising Kids with Character, we would love to answer those. Um, also, just encourage you to look in February 2016 and March 2016 for our new um, writing books, Write on Peter Pan, uh, five levels of downloadable ebooks for teaching writing, and Write on Mowgli, uh, which is coming out in March of 2016, um, five levels of downloadable ebooks. Um, very appropriate and very fitting that we are bringing out our new um, Peter Pan and uh, Jungle Book writing books at this time um, because we are just basically Disney crazy. So thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully we'll catch you again on Wondering Wednesday.